This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Tonight, we're going back to faith. If you got your Bible, go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, I, I know we have some guests here tonight. Let me, let me honor who people are here. Is, is Brian still in here, Brian Davis? Brian, why don't you wave your hand back there? Brian, there he is way back there, fresh out of Juarez, Mexico. He lives there in Juarez with his new little bride, and she uh, has not been able to come into the States with him yet, but that's going to happen. And I'll tell you, he's a great blessing. He, he lived at the orphanage there in Bethel for um, quite a while, and then he got married, and so we pray blessings over him. He's here for a few days. And then also, I, I, I know Savino Unamanda are here. Raise your hand. There they are back there. They're from the church in Rawls. Well, actually, they lived here a number of years ago, so it's good to see you guys. God bless all of you. Okay, go with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 1. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I guess it was been Wednesday, December 13th, we, we were talking about the area of faith, and that's what we're going to get into tonight. But again, I want to go back and, and just refresh us a little bit, that the analogy that I really see very clearly is that we all understand a radio. And a radio has two different bands. The radio in your vehicle has two bands. And don't go technology on me, okay? We're talking about a plain and simple AM, FM radio, okay? And we know this, that while you're in your car, if you have your AM station on, you can't have your FM station on. And if you have your FM station on, you can't have your AM station on. We all agree to that. Now, here's the perspective I want you to use that... In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says we are to walk by faith and not by sight. So we're going to say that the AM is the census. It's the physical side. But the FM is the faith side. And God is on the faith side. The, the thing that moves the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God operates by faith. So as long as you're on the AM, you're not going to pick God up. Ever. The only way you're going to pick God up throughout the whole New Internet or the New Testament is through faith. And remember this in Hebrews 11:6, it says, "Without faith, it's impossible." So we want to learn to get on God's frequency, and to God's frequency, I've got to learn about faith. Romans 1:17 says, "The just shall live by faith." Okay, so we're going to discuss this. We're going to break down faith even more tonight in little segments. But just remember. The only way you're going to get on God's frequency is by faith. Not by my eyes, not by my ears, not by my nose, not by my touch, not by my feelings. By faith, okay? So if the only way we're going to touch God is by faith, we better understand how to operate in it, don't you think? Genesis chapter 1. And we begin tonight in a, in a simple passage, verse number 26. Then God said, then God said. Now, I'm going to come back to this in a little bit, but just for a minute here, I want you to think about that right there. Then God said. And I don't know if you believe in the Big Bang Theory, but I believe in the Big Bang Theory. God spoke and bang, it happened. And so you go back and look, all in Genesis 1, it will say something like this. And God said, let there be light, 
and there was light. And so when God speaks, if you'll note throughout the Word of God, when God speaks, God speaks the desire or the expectation out of His mouth. Now there's a nugget in there for me and you tonight to learn that real quick. What are you speaking out of your mouth? Are you speaking the desires? Are you speaking the expectations? See, again, we got to get a hold of this. Then God said, now watch what God said here. Then God said, let us make man. Now, as I read this, I, I think, okay, who's the us? Let us make man. Who's the us? Well, I know it's God, and if we were to study scriptures, if you went back to Genesis 1, verse 2, it says in the beginning, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters, over the earth. So I believe for sure it was the Father and the Holy Spirit, and Jesus was probably involved too, okay? And so he says right here, let us make man in our image. In our image. So this gives me a little insight. I am made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God. Now this may be a revelation knowledge to you, but your daddy wasn't a monkey swinging on the trees, okay? That's not who your dad was. And so we're just going to be biblical here. God said that he made us in his own image, our, our own image, and he said our likeness. So guess what? Within every one of us in this room right here, you have God's DNA all over you. Woven all through you. Because... The Bible tells me so. Because God said. Okay? I don't need some secular humanist telling me how God created me from a monkey or something. How I evolved. No. I came from Father God. Okay? Keep reading. And he said, And let them, the creation, man, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now, it's biblical. you got authority over the creeps, too, okay? Use your authority. Verse number 27. So God created man in his own image. We are reflecting God's nature. In the image of God, he created him male and he created him female. So in reading this, we must be like God. Every one of us in this room, we must be like God. Now, with that statement, here's the great question. How many in this room have ever seen God? But yet I can say I'm created in God's image and His likeness. But how many have ever seen God? Let me give you a little help with that. I've never seen the wind, but I've seen the effects of the wind. Now, just because I hadn't seen the wind, you live in this part of the world, you believe there's a wind. You just wait a few months until you go out in March, and you'll know there's a wind, even you can't see the wind. And so when I say this right now, we believe in a God that we've never seen. So how do I believe in a God that I've never seen? Because the Bible says so. So guess what? In that statement alone, if you believe God created you, you believe in the Word of God. And when I start believing the Word of God, the same way that I believe in a God that I've never seen, it takes faith to believe in that. But I'm totally and fully convinced I was created by God. I was wonderfully, fearfully, and skillfully created by God, according to Psalm 139. So, 
my point in this here right here is the only way I can relate to God then is by faith. And my faith comes by my Bible. And so the more I get in the Bible, the more I begin to understand Father God. The more I begin to understand my nature, how I was created. Now some of you are going, uh-oh, pastor's going twilight zone on us tonight. No, I just want you to see biblically that when we believe the word of God, tell you, something starts happening in me. I mean, there's not a shadow of doubt within me that God created me. He created me. And every one of us, he created so unique that none of us have the same fingerprints. That's only a God can do that. But let me help you, give you a couple analogies. If you want to be good in the area of music, you've got to understand notes and keys. If you're a vocalist, or an instrumentalist, you've got to know notes and keys. That the language of music is in notes and keys. Now, there are people that read notes, and there's people that play by sound, but both of them have to understand notes and keys. That's why I'm not musical, okay? But if you want to operate or function in the music realm, you've got to know notes and keys. If you want to function in our society through reading and writing, you got to understand the alphabet. The alphabet is the language of reading and writing. And so for me to understand reading and writing, i got to know my alphabet. If I don't know my alphabet, I'm at a huge disadvantage. Would you agree with that? So what did I just tell us? The, the language of music is through notes and keys. The language of, the, the, of, of reading and writing is through the alphabet. But the language of the kingdom of God is faith. Period. It is faith. The just shall live by faith. So in saying that, without knowing the kingdom of God, without knowing faith, I'll never know the things of God. So again, we're emphasizing this area of faith. So the same way that I learn keys or notes or even that, I believe I can understand the Bible. I can understand the faith. And so I begin to get those principles. Now, how many of you were taught the ABCs at a young age? Every one of us. That was a foundational principle. If I had a big chalkboard up here tonight, I would put this big letter right here, and you all would say, that's a B. Pat Sajak, yes, we're filling in the blanks. You guys are so smart. But the area of faith can be learned also. And so what we're talking about here tonight is faith 101. And so if I don't learn this again, I'm going to be at a huge advantage when it comes to the kingdom of God. Over and over, you'll see in the New Testament, the just shall live by faith. Now I want to highlight again verse 26. Then God said, then God said. So here's a thought that I got this afternoon. If I'm created in God's likeness, and I'm created in God's image, which I believe we all are, shouldn't I imitate what my Father does? And God said. And God said. Now I want to really highlight that again. 
when God created this place called earth in the heavens, it said it was void. There was nothing there. But God shows me real quick right here in the Bible the power of our words, the power of his words. And so God said, God said, see, there is a language of faith or the language of heaven is faith. And I want to show you that, that the language of heaven is faith. Turn with me to to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 Because biblically, you will see faith has a language. And so, if faith has a language, I want to know it. I want to begin to figure out, how do I operate in this? So, for for about ten months, five days a week, for 50 minutes every day, I was taught on these lines of faith. Mark 11, 22, 23, 24. Mark 11, 22 says, have the God kind of faith. Mark 11, 23 says, whoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be cast in the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believe those things he says, he will have whatever he says. And when you pray, believe that you receive, and you'll have whatever you ask or pray. And so again, this stuff began to get in me, and these were foundational levels. Now, just because they got in me, doesn't mean they stay forever. So I've got to keep getting in the Word of God, just like every one of us. Continual education. Hebrews, or not Hebrews, Romans chapter 10, verse 6. Now listen to what this says. Romans 10, verse 6. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. So I said, faith has a language. It speaks in this way. So the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Jump down to verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you. Now when we go back and look, he said the righteousness of faith speaks this way. So one of the first things that the Apostle Paul tells us is the word of God has got to be near you. In other words, I've got to be hanging around the word of God. If we were to look in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8, he says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, and you'll meditate on it, you'll recite it there and day and night, that you may ultimately do it, and then you'll make your way prosperous and have good success. So he's telling us right here, you got to get the word near you. Look what he says very next. In your mouth you got to get the Word of God in your mouth. So if I'm going to walk by faith, one of the ways that I begin to operate that is got to get the Word of God in my mouth. I must, number one, know what the Word of God says, and then I've got to start speaking the Word of God. And so you'll find out, even in the area of salvation, that when I begin to feed on the Word of God, I'll voice what I fed on. Romans or uh, Matthew twelve thirty four says, "Out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth is going to speak." So, if you want to locate where your where where your heart's at or what's in your heart, just begin to listen to what's coming out of your mouth. How many of you say stuff on a daily basis that you really don't want to happen, but you say them anyhow? Let me give you an illustration. 
Right now in our city, we got a lot of flu that's going around. How many have ever said something like this? Man, the flu's going around, and I know I'm going to get it. Have you ever said it? I've said stuff like that. So what happens many times, we become so programmed negatively that we begin to speak stuff without even thinking. But I go back and I think, but God said. Do you think God ever said anything without really thinking through what he was going to say? God didn't say something and go, oh, oh, wait, 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 I didn't mean it. So again, when we start seeing about the Word of God, the key to the Word of God, or one of the keys, is I begin to get the Word of God in my mouth. So think about this. He said, you let the Word of God be near you and get it in your mouth. So if the Word of God is in my mouth, what am I supposed to do with it? Speak the Word out of my mouth. I begin to line my tongue up with what the Bible says. So one of the strongest things every one of us in this room can do, we begin to find scripture that pertains to areas of our life that we may have struggled in. And then you know what we begin to say? We begin to speak what the Word of God says. And so illustrations of that. Again, two, two key areas in my life, and some of you may get tired of me talking about it, but those were two key areas of my life that I was dominated in. One was the area of sleep. I could probably spend a month on Wednesday nights just talking about stuff that happened in my sleep. I, I mean, it was bizarre sleepwalking. Shelly can tell you story after story. And it got where it was so bad, and I began to think, man, I, I hate this. And so what did I begin to do? I began to dig in the Word of God, and I found scriptures that pertain to sleep. Specifically, Psalms 127.2, uh, Proverbs 3.24, Psalms 4 and 8. Every one of those promised his beloved sweet and peaceful sleep. So you know what I begin to say? I got the word near me. How did I get the word near me? I begin to see what God said. And then I begin to line my mouth up with the word of God. So before I would go to bed, I would literally pray Psalms 127.2. And I would say this, I thank you, Father God. That tonight I will have sweet and peaceful sleep. Now again, it didn't take place overnight. But the more I begin to speak it, that word began to marinate within me. The second area of my life, I stood on Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, which says specifically, He, the Lord Jesus, has delivered us out of the power of darkness. So again, there may be darkness in your area. That doesn't mean you're a bad person, okay? In the area of my life that was darkness was alcohol. I was dominated by alcohol. And so guess what I began to say? I said, Father God, I thank you. You've delivered me out of the power of alcohol. And it worked. It didn't work overnight. I'm not sitting here telling you some fantasy faith. But I began to put those scriptures all around me. I kept the word near me on three by five cards. We had it on our bathroom. We had it on the, the dash of our car. I would carry them in my wallet and I would begin to say, thank you, Father God, you delivered me out of the power of alcohol. You delivered me. You know, in Galatians 6 verse 7, it says, don't grow weary in doing good for in, in due season you'll reap if you don't faint. So you know what I'm saying? Stay with it. Stay with the word, okay? Just stay with it. So again, the word of God has got to get in my mouth.
It's got to get in your mouth this year, okay? Start speaking the word. But, 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 no, there's no ifs and buts in the word. Operate by faith and begin to speak it by faith. Begin to call out to you in that mountain. Say, no, in the name of Jesus, okay? Keep going with me. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. And when the Bible talks about your heart, it's talking about your spirit. It's talking about the core. It's talking about the, 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 the center of your being. And so he says right here that you will get it in your heart. He didn't say you'll get it in your mind or in your intellect. He said you'll get it in your heart. We are to believe with the heart. So when we begin to look at this, when it comes to the things of God, you've got to walk by faith. It's not by our sight or our mind. So he goes on to say at the end of verse 8, you'll get in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith we preach. We preach the word, and when you preach the word, you're going to get faith. The only way that faith comes is by the word of God. You're right there real close. Go with me to Romans 10, verse 17, that same chapter. Now, this is the mode of operation right here. Look at real close at, at verse 17. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So guess what he just told me? The only way me and you are going to get faith is i got to hear the Word of God. So we go back to verse 8, what he said, and he said, you must preach the Word of God or preach faith. See, the only way the Word of God benefits me and you and creates faith is when it's preached. He didn't tell me to stand up here and tell you stories. That's what happens with a lot of preachers. We get up here and tell you things, but he said specifically, preach the Word of faith. Without the Word, there is no faith. The day I, keep, uh, the day I quit preaching the Word is the day you need to find another church, okay? I don't have a problem telling you that because it's not going to do you any good. So, the more I hear the Word of God, the more faith is going to come. Think about it in this analogy. You get the Word, you're going to get faith. You got faith, it's because of the Word. Faith and the Word of God go hand in hand, okay? Faith in the Word of God is like water and wet. If you go to a restaurant and ask the little waitress, I would like a glass of water but hold the wet, she would look at you like you're crazy. And so just think about that. You get water, you get wet. You get the Word, you get faith, okay? So again, we need high doses of the Word of God. i got to get in the Word. So he said... Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. So guess what? It's ongoing. Many people will say, well, I heard that last year. Well, it evaporated. You know why? We're human beings. We leak. We let it go. So faith comes by hearing. So again, I've got to keep hearing. I've got to keep hearing. You know, over the holidays, I, I got, it, it wasn't that I was lazy. Just things began to happen. And I didn't get into the Word like I normally do to the depth. And I could tell. I could tell that was what was going on. Do you know in Deuteronomy 8 verse 3 and again in Matthew 4, 4 it says 
that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So guess what? As bread is to the physical man, the word of God is to the spiritual man. And oftentimes, we feed our natural man, this physical man, three hot meals a day, and we feed our spirit man one cold snack a week, and we wonder why we're starving to death spiritually. Thank Pastor, you're preaching good. So guess what's taking place here? Right here on Wednesday nights, I'm telling you, this is Faith 101, and I love it. I'm telling you, it's stirring me back up. Man, I am taking high doses of the Word of God right now. So back to the Scriptures. He said, but what does it say? The Word is near you in your mouth and your heart. That is the Word of faith which we preach. Now look what he says here in verse 9. That if, that if, now that word if there, it tells me it's a choice. That if you choose to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now if I read my Bible correctly, the way that I get saved or born again is I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. I can't get saved by just believing, and I can't get saved by just confessing. He said, i got to confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. So the confession of my mouth is a binding declaration. And when I say it's a binding declaration, again, that tells us the power of my words. If 50% of my salvation is based on my confession, that shows me how, how powerful my confession is. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So all day long, I'm going around and I'm speaking death or I'm speaking life. But he says, and that you'll believe with your heart. The way I begin to believe with my heart is the more I hear the word of God and the more I speak the word of God. So faith comes by hearing, but faith is released by speaking. And so guess what happens? The more I hear the word of God, the more I speak it. And the more I speak it, the more I hear it. And this is how God created us. So it's just kind of like this. I speak it, I hear it, I speak it. And every time I'm speaking and hearing, I'm beginning to marinate in that. And the more I speak it and the more I hear it, the more it begins to take place in my, in my heart. And the more it takes place in my heart, I start to believe it. I start to believe it. You know, I was on an airplane and a, a guy is sitting next to me and he said, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a pastor. He kind of kind of nodded a little, and he wanted to slip his little mixed drink in his pocket, but he couldn't. I want to say, I'm just a man, okay? What you do, that's up to you. That's not me. He sits there for a little bit, and he looks at me and says, Can I ask you something? And I said, Yeah. And he said, Do you really believe all that stuff in the Bible? Actually, his exact words were, Do you really believe all that crap in the Bible? And I said, Yeah, I believe all that crap in the Bible. And he said, when your life's over and none of it really took place, how will that make you feel? 
I said, it won't bother me a bit. I said, I can look back on my life, and I said, I have no regrets how I live. I thank God. Thank God I get to hang out with people like you guys who love Jesus, who want to see a world change for the good of God. And so he said, you won't have any regrets? And I said, no. And he said, oh, man, look at all you could be doing. You could be doing this and this and this and this. And I said, I've been there and done that. That wasn't nothing. That was death. So we sat there a little while, and then I thought, well, he asked some questions, so now it's my turn. So I said, just suppose all that crap that you talked about in the Bible is true. And he looked at me, and I said, I don't know about you, but that's not something I want to chance. And he looked at me, and I said, think about it this way, sir. We're not talking about a, a three-day torture test somewhere. We're talking about eternity. And I said, I believe with all my heart that if you would just begin to read your Bible, that you would begin to understand the things of God more and more. And so it's the same for me and you. The more I get in the Word, God gets into me. Oh, my goodness. Go to verse 10. We've got to get going here. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness... And with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. Now, it's appropriated by heart belief and verbal confession. But the ways of God are continued in my life and appropriated exactly the same way. The same way I get born again is the same way I operate in the kingdom of God. So now, our homework assignment is this. i got to get into the Word. One of the greatest things you begin to do is say, Father God, grace me with an appetite to get into your Word. And here's what I found out. When I feed my faith, I starve my doubts. But the only way to feed my faith is i got to get near the Word of God, and i got to hear it. And then... Ooh, now this is a good one. I double dog dared you. Find great scriptures and begin to speak them. Begin to speak them. We're early this year, and I double dog dared you. Have that bulldog faith and say, I'm going to get in my word. I'm going to get in the word of God, and I'm going to speak the word of God. And I'm going to continue to speak it. See, faith comes by hearing. The thing in that verse that you need to understand is, it didn't say who you had to hear. It just said you got to hear the word. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, okay? Get in the word, and God will get into you. And I'll tell you, your faith is going to start... You're going to walk out with a new costume. Faith man, faith woman. People say, what's going to happen to you? And say, and I begin to get a hold of the Word of God. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.